catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning. I'm Jack Prater, and this is The Point from WUFT News. A potential Florida turnpike extension threatens rural land and equestrian sanctuaries. There are four separate proposals to the Florida turnpike that would extend the interstate from Wildwood through combinations of Citrus, Levy, Marion, and Sumter counties. I sat down with WUFT's Heather Bushman to talk about what's next for these communities. The story is just essentially about a proposed extension to the Florida Turnpike, which actually started all the way back in 2019 with a bill called MCORS, which just proposed a bunch of toll roads all the way from the top of the panhandle to the bottom of the state. Um, But the proposals were running through a lot of rural land. That bill, MCORS, got scrapped in July of 2021. But the government still wanted FDOT to kind of look into some proposed extensions uh, to see where they would be beneficial or valuable. And they found that an extension from Wildwood, where the turnpike starts to the northwest, would probably be beneficial. So they started digging into that. However, that extension, wherever it may be, might cross into a lot of rural land where a lot of people live on and just have farms and horses and livestock and things like that. So as this continues to go through its developing stages. It's very early in the project, but people are already starting to express their frustrations through either public comment at a meeting or just organizing themselves and gathering. So your story really does focus on the frustrations of those in the community. Can you tell me more about how you got to talking to some of these people? Yeah, absolutely. So it was very easy to talk to these people, which is just a reporter's dream. I just kind of stumbled upon this Facebook group, the Suncoast and Northern Turnpike Connector group with 10,000 people in it. And I connected with the admin and I said, look, I'm from WFT. I'm looking to do a story on this. And she put my contact info out there and people just reached out to me. I didn't have to really track anybody down. They just reached out to my email. They called me. They texted me just wanting to share their frustrations and their backgrounds and why they left their home in their rural land. So I got a lot of insight into just how these people live and what makes either Marion County, Ocala, Levy County up in Bronson or the Morriston area, what makes it special to them and why they enjoy life there. So talking to these people gave a lot of great insight. So what are the possible outcomes here? Is this something that's up to FDOT in the end? Ultimately, it's it's in FDOT's hands because this isn't technically a public policy issue, especially since they repealed the MCORS bill. What can happen I mean, technically there are five options. One of the four routes, you know, so we have one, two, three, four that could be built. And the fifth option is a no build, which means that construction plans are basically scrapped and that the project just kind of goes away. Um, so that's just the possible outcomes. And like I said, it is all in FDOT's control. They're completing a project development environment study right now, which basically means that they're just going to analyze the potential impacts to the environment, uh, what's going to happen, you know, the pros and cons to local economies, local cultures, local communities, et cetera, et cetera. But really, like I said, the ultimate say is with FDOT, if they're conducting studies and if those studies turn up, you know, conclusive and conducive to the fact that a road should be built and then they're going to decide that a road should be built. Uh, What that means essentially is, well, that the road's going to be built. And for these people, what that means is they will essentially be forced off their land and, you know, how eminent domain works and everything like that. It, like I said, it, it's all kind of a very slow-moving limbo, who knows process at this point, but the, the final the final say is, is in FDOT's hands. So is there anything we left out you think is important to this story? This story yielded maybe 10, 15 additional stories I or anybody could have done. It touches 
every sector of life is what I found. It touches the environment. It touches the economy. It touches just local culture. It touches livelihood. It, it touches everything. This road, what I've seen just from these people is that it would kind of upend a bunch of sectors of, of just how they live. That's the part of it that was so exciting to me because it didn't feel like it was this story in a vacuum. It really felt like it was this thing that was not to use a cliche, I suppose, bigger than me. Maybe that's because I'm a very small reporter. I'm five foot two, but still it felt like it just, it started a web. So I'm, I'm curious if I'm not the reporter to do it, I'm curious to see what happens next with this. And just, it's something I'm going to be tracking just from my personal interest for a really long time, because I ended up uncovering so much that I didn't even think existed. I'm going to become a turnpike beat reporter. That's what I was saying to my friends. I think I want my career to just be turnpike beat reporter. That's <laughs> that That's a good beat. Um, yeah. But thanks again so much, Heather, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. That was WUFT's Heather Bushman on the latest news about the Florida Turnpike expansion proposals. Now, let's get into some other top headlines. The Florida House passed a bill to redraw legislative districts. The bill passed Wednesday on a 77-39 to 39 vote. It now goes back to the Senate, which approved its chamber's new maps last week. Unlike the Senate, where some Democrats joined Republicans in supporting the newly drawn 40 Senate districts, House Democrats opposed the bill once it was amended to add the 120 redrawn House districts. Democrats said there wasn't enough public input and the maps didn't take into consideration the growth of minority populations. Legislative districts are redrawn every 10 years after the federal census. Conservation groups sued the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Tuesday in federal court over last year's record manatee die-off in Florida. WMFE reports the groups want the federal agency to update and strengthen protections on manatee habitat. They say manatees face threats like loss of habitat and poor water quality, which has led to harmful algae blooms and widespread seagrass losses that have left the animals starving. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service had no comment on the litigation. The groups in December filed a notice of intent to sue against the Environmental Protection Agency over water pollution. Florida Republicans have advanced a voting law package that would establish a police unit for election crimes, embracing a proposal pushed by Governor Ron DeSantis. A Senate committee approved the bill Tuesday after hours of debate. Democrats questioned the need for an election police force, saying the bill makes it harder to vote by mail. Senator Travis Hudson, a Republican sponsoring the bill, said it was meant to safeguard elections. The bill would create an Office of Election Crimes and Security to investigate election fraud and let the governor appoint special law agents to pursue cases, a proposal DeSantis tied to unspecified instances of voter fraud. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday, at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jack Prater, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.